What is up, y'all? I am uh, the Italian ace aunt, and I am joined by my good friend and longtime co-host. Carlos Caribbean Cool. How is the Caribbean beach right now, my friend? Is everyone being cool over there? Everything's cool. That's sick, my friend. Good to hear. Well, you are checking out, uh, well, welcome to the Uncensored Pro Wrestling Podcast, and you are checking out No Holds Barred, episode two. We had a great episode, debut episode last week. We have a lot of fun to talk about. A lot's been happening in WWE, surprise returns, mystery people. We saw the great Trish Strass come back, um, and we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So how was your week, Carlos? Did you have a good week? Did everything go good? What's going on with, with your life and everything? Everything's good. How was yours? It was good. I'm getting ready to go back to work, so I'm not really looking forward to that. But uh, we, uh, you know, I've just been doing a lot of recording. The Broken Skull Sessions is going to come out with Y2J Chris Jericho. Interesting to get his take on things while working for AEW. I was actually pretty surprised with the fact that he talked nicely of WWE and Vince McMahon. So that will be dropping soon. That's interesting. But yeah, just getting back in the gear of going to work. And uh, I feel like once we get past August, we're in Halloween time. I love Halloween. I'm a big Halloween person. Uh, I like to decorate and do it all up. So do you decorate or anything? Or you just, you're, you're still uh, doing your thing, right? Yeah, I mean, Halloween's cool. And all that. I kind of like stopped dressing up and all that like years ago. Well, I don't dress up. But I mean, like, do you like, do you like, Put out candy do you decorate your house like what do you do uh, the candy yeah i do that like the trigger treaters that come around what's your favorite candy that uh you're hoping uh you get for halloween i like gummy lifesavers okay i used to like those fucking things all right i like all kinds of candy i can't pick one i've been really eating a lot of the skittles wild berry ones lately all the gummy ones no, just the regular uh, Skittles, but they're the wild berry. I don't know. Yeah. They're good, though. I like them. But thank you for indulging us in that conversation, everybody. We're just figuring, you know, it's a little bit better and everything like that. But let's dive right into our thoughts from this past week. A lot's been going on, and uh, this is the current state of WWE. Right now, we've been seeing a lot of Dexter Loomis and this mystery person. Spoiler alert for those of you who didn't get a chance to check out Raw. Um, we saw Dexter Loomis show up and, uh, he attacked the Miz this time. He didn't attack AJ Styles for weeks. We thought he was going after Styles, but uh, it ended up being the Miz. And then we saw a mystery guy attack AJ Styles who come to find out was someone who was a local talent who wasn't really there for any reason, just to kind of be a decoy. Carlos, what are your thoughts on all of that the this just dexter loomis getting involved we don't know what's going on what are your thoughts on this and then also we did see another spoiler alert for those of you who didn't check out last week's episode of nxt we did see the return of index and uh what ended up happening was he made out with indy they were walking backstage it looked as if they were going to leave together but he ends up closing the doors on nxt and saying goodbye to indy for now as loomis gets arrested so what are your thoughts on Dexter Loomis and all of that? Um, yeah, I, I, we've been seeing a lot of Dexter Loomis lately. I'm, I'm glad to see that I finally got something for him. Uh, yeah, that was just like, like, kind of like, um, how do you say it? Like, um, thrown off by that mystery guy. But now I know it's like a, it was a local town. So, no, I kind of got some. 
Yeah, I just what I do you do you think they're gonna make this other person that attacks Styles like? I think it's going to be a decoy, but do you think this is going to have anything to do with Loomis? Like, I'm confused here. Do you think it's a two-man game? What about the smoke in the backstage? Is this all connected? Who knows? Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. I know it's interesting, though. Um. Yeah, I'm totally excited to see the hell is going on. I'm. I'm like super like salivating at the ideas that are coming to my head about like what's going to happen. But I do think it's interesting. I did think it was interesting that he did go back to NXT after everything going on, but. Who is it? What is the storyline? Why? Who? Who? What's the whole thing going on with Loomis? I'm excited about that. Next, uh, another spoiler alert for those of you who uh, didn't get to see Raw. Johnny Gargano returned. That was a huge surprise. No one talked about it. Um, you know, no one's. It was just a huge, huge, huge surprise. Um, what did you think about seeing Gargano come back? It was pretty, I, I had no idea that was happening. I was like, very random. Caught me off guard. Were you happy to see him? Were you like, you didn't care? How did yeah, you- yeah, of course. I'm a big uh, Gargano fan myself. So when I saw him, I literally like geeked out. I was like, no way. And I like put fucking arm up in the air. Like I was saluting to him. Like I was part of the fucking nation or something. But uh, I wonder, so it seems as if Theory and Gargano are going to go at it. Um, which is a good rivalry to start off Gargano's time in WWE on the main roster. I would like to see him join up with Ciampa again. Maybe Miz will screw Ciampa over and we'll get a tag match between the two of them down the line there. But that is it for our current state of WWE. I mean, right now that's pretty much what the big sort of news that I want to talk about that's happening. Uh, we know that Clash of the Castle is two weeks away. We'll be talking about that as we get closer to it next week. But we are going to take a quick and our only break of the show. And when we come back, we're going to have a Raw and SmackDown report. We're going to talk about Trish Stratus, her five biggest matches in WWE. Carlos is going to deliver some points in his corner. I'm going to give you our draft notes for the week one of the draft. And then I'm going to give Carlos some Drew McIntyre trivia as he, as Drew McIntyre, prepares to face Roman Reigns at Clash of the Castle. Stick around. We'll be right back. Welcome back, y'all, to No Holds Barred Episode 2. And uh, we're going to give you our quick dose of SmackDown and Raw information. We're going to start off with SmackDown. It was a 1200th episode. They were live in Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Start off with Ronda Rousey coming out. She gets arrested. I mean, we talked, you could check out our recap in the archives to get a more in-depth discussion of what happened on SmackDown. But Ronda Rousey is getting arrested. This has happened again and again and again. I'm getting tired of seeing her get arrested, but it is important to know that she has been arrested. Um, something to point out next week, Toxic Attraction did win uh the semi did win the first round match to go on for the women's tag title tournament. However, Gigi Dolan got injured. So next week we are gonna have a five-way second chance match. The winners of that will go uh, four way, four, four way. Sorry, thank you, sir. See, Carlos is why you are here. Uh, mm. Keep me in check. Four way, um, and uh, the winners will then go on. I think in that same night to take on Aaliyah and uh, Raquel Rodriguez. So that's exciting. We then this promo everyone's talking about Sami Zayn and Roman Reigns backstage. Even Drew McIntyre found it funny. Uh, 
great promo, great segment from Sami Zayn. I just can't wait to see the two of them break up. That's my opinion. We then got to see Sheamus outlast four other men. So he had the chance to go to Clash at the Castle to take on Gunther. That's a match that we definitely recommend you checking out again. Great match. We got the in- intense Viking funeral for the New Day. We saw Liv Morgan be able to outwit Shayna Baszler after Baszler attacked Morgan's injured arm. Morgan's able to nail a bulldog through the contract. Oh, that, that's last. That's last week. That was last week. Yeah. Oh my so God. this week, Liv Morgan, Liv Morgan fought Shotzi. She won, and then Shayna Baszler came out of nowhere and then attacked her. Yeah. That tells you like how how like where I am. Dude, and I'm like, oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Well, fuck Shotzi, mm-hmm. man. That's right, because we were talking about the whole Twitter situation where Shotzi mm-hmm. deleted her Twitter account. See, Carlos, she should just take over this shit, man. So, yeah, Shotzi <laughs> is right. Listen to him. Shayna made the attack, uh, and she basically, like she says, she tells her, I would break your arm right now, but I want to wait for you to lose at Cardiff. So, yes. I don't know why that, that, that must have stuck in my head, the bulldog through the table. Um and then we see Drew McIntyre is able to also outwit Roman Reigns. He nails a Claymore to Sami Zayn, and then the same happens to Roman Reigns. Again, next week, we have Ricochet taking on Happy Corbin. And again, that four-way second chance match. So SmackDown was on fire last week. Speaking of fire, Raw was then live in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we saw the return of the hometown girl, Trish Strass, came back to support her girls, Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka against the trio, Bailey, Eosky, and Dakota Kai. Speaking of Eosky and Dakota Kai, they were able to defeat Alexa Bliss and Asuka and advance to the finals in the WWE Women's Tag Team Tournaments. They had a great match. Just me excited about that. Another great match we saw was Ziggler and Balor. Um, Dolph Ziggler just keeps improving, 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 showing why he is the main dude to not even improving, but just to keep showing everybody that he is who he is. He's the bomb. We got to see Kevin Owens have a banger against Chad Gable, teaching him don't shit talk the Toronto fans when he the Alpha Academy had an open challenge. We then saw Aaliyah taking on Bailey, who hasn't been in the ring on TV in over a year. Bailey was able to nail the roast. And end Aaliyah's dreams. We then saw, we were talking a little bit about this earlier in No Host Bar or, or earlier in the episode. Ciampa and The Miz taking on Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles. Great match, but during the match, someone attacks AJ Styles. And then Drew, and then, sorry, Dexter Loomis grabs The Miz in a chokehold and basically chokes him all the way to the back. We don't know what happens to Miz after that. We don't know anything but that. And then we have. For me, the moment of the night when Johnny Gargano comes back, he returns. Theory tries to tell him basically, stay out of my way. You can help me, but you can't like just stay back. And Gargano ends up nailing a super kick to Theory, which we all know. Theory being young, he's not going to play. Then we have our uh, main event, Edge, taking on Damian Priest. Edge is able to get the win on Priest after a Canadian Destroyer and a Spear. However, after the match, uh, Rhea Ripley and Finn Balor attack Edge. The number of games continue to assault Edge until 
edge even the odds with his wife, the Glamazon and WWE Hall of Famer Beth Phoenix comes in and has that steel chair. She stands off against Judgment Day. And uh, we might get a six-person intergender match at Clash at the Castle. I would be down for that. And we know next week we're going to have the face-to-face confrontation between Rollins and Riddle. They kicked off Raw this past week, brawling, excited. that They're going to kill it. Class of the Castle. In the middle, in the middle pyro. In the middle of the pyro, you're going to play it at fucking Clash of the Castle. I'm, I've been waiting since summer for this match. I'm excited for that. We have the, well, you know, you just mentioned it. They are fighting in pyro and they're going to face off in the ring. Where, what's going to happen? They're going to go at it. Um, we then will get the finals for the women's tag team titles. And uh, her angle will be live in Pittsburgh, which is where they will be next week. What a week. Of- I wonder what that's all about. They've been having all these. I hope. I really hope he has a segment with Chad Gable. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah. Well, isn't Jason Jory and his son right? Is his son right? Yeah, but I feel like it'll be like very funny, like a segment between them. Like they're both Olympians, or both. And Chad Gable's like younger. You know, I, I feel like that would be very good. I agree. I always thought it would be funnier for Chad Gable to be the son, but Trish Stratus, Hall of Famer, former WWE Women's Champion, is live in toronto her hometown she followed wwe around canada over the weekend this past weekend past saturday and sunday when they were live in canada for the live events and uh since she came back and uh, since she uh shared my story that one time and then she saw my uh my picture on instagram and that made my heart like just flutter i am going to be discussing trish Stratus's five biggest matches and why they were huge coming in at number five trish oh actually i'm sorry not five six i had to redo this because i was trying to uh make sure i had the correct amount so yeah so coming in at number six one of the first matches that trish Stratus sort of really cemented herself was at no way out 2001 trish Stratus taking on stephanie mcmahon helmsley this match was all about who was the dominant female in WWE? Vince was having a relationship with Trish. Stephanie was not happy. Both of them gave it their all. And in the Attitude Era, of course, there were shenanigans involved. I won't go over who won, but I definitely will tell you to check that one out. Coming at number five is from Survivor Series 2001, the six-pack challenge to crown a new WWE Women's Champion. This match was significant because China was the last champion. The title was last seen in May of 2001 after she left WWE. Story goes, China wanted to get paid just as much as Stone Cold Steve Austin. And unfortunately, they couldn't offer her that and she decided to leave. That's the story. Don't know if it's true. But with China gone, there was no WWE champion. Uh, The alliance was in full swing. And this pay-per-view Survivor Series was going to show who, which team was going to last wwe or the alliance and there were different members from the alliance and wwe involved in the six-pack match you had representing wwe trish Stratus, lita and jacqueline and representing the alliance mighty molly ivory and a surprise mystery opponent that i won't reveal check out the match to see what that is all about but it was a definitely a defining moment in trish Stratus's career mm. we had number four Survivor Series a year later in 2002, Trish Strauss defends her title against Victoria in a hardcore match. 
the storyline with this is that Victoria and Trish Strauss were models together. They try to break in the business at the same time. However, WWE was more invested in Trish, which really ticked off Victoria. And Victoria became obsessed. She would talk to mirrors. She would talk to herself. She'd break things. And uh, Trish Strauss did defeat Victoria at no mercy a month prior to this pay-per-view. So Victoria was going to get her revenge and try to get her hands on Trish. This was an epic match because it showed that women can go extreme. Check it out. Then we have a match from Raw. Uh, Carlos, I think, let me make sure I have the date right. It's December in 2004. Trish Stratus taking on Lita for the WWE Women's title. I will get the exact date here. Is that when they, is that when they first main evented the Raw? There you go, sir. That's why it was important. Um, the first ever women's main event for Raw. You have Lita taking on Trish Stratus. These ladies had a rivalry once they both debuted in WWE four years prior. The match took place on December 6, 2004. It was a intense match. There was an injury involved, a match that both women will not forget. And as Carlos said, it was the first ever female main event for Raw. Moving on, number two, we have Trish Stratus taking on Mickey James at WrestleMania 22. And this was Trish's one of her most hard-fought matches. Uh, Trish has taken on her friend, lover, almost a stalker in Mickey James. For weeks and months, Mickey was trying to get inside Trish's head. Could Mickey do it? Well, if she did, she'd have to fight a really hard-fought battle against Trish. Check that one out. And finally, number one, Trish Stratus kicking on Charlotte Flair at SummerSlam 2019. This match was the last time you saw Trish in the ring, and it was a match in which she was set out to prove that she was the best, even better than the queen. Trish was able to use all of her talents and abilities that she acquired over the years to take on the queen, Charlotte Flair. Won't tell you who won that one. Check that out, because that is, I think, Trish's best match. Uh, but yes, that is it. Those are the six biggest matches in Trish Grass's career. Trish, Bianca said it all. Trish ran so they could, or what was it? Trish walked so they could run. Um, truly, truly my favorite female wrestler. Epic Hall of Famer. Just thank you, Trish. All right, moving on. Carlos, are you ready for Carlos's corner? Yes, sir. All right, why don't you drop some rumors and information? It is time for Carlos's Corner. Okay, so um, last week I did speak about Triple H been on contact with like former former WWE talent that moved to AEW, so that's still in the works also. Um, yeah. One thing though, Ed, after, after Raw went off the air, Edge had an announcement. He said that that um, next year they're going to go back to Toronto. It might be his last. He might have his last match there. He might be retiring. That would so be depressing. I mean, uh, I don't know. I you, you guys probably know how I feel about him, but anyways, let's keep going. <laughs> um, uh, I, there's not much to talk about. It, should we talk about what happened on AEW or no? I mean, you, you can discuss it if you would like. Go ahead. It's your well, opinion. yeah, no. So Moxie re, Moxie retained his championship and like became the unified, whatever they're calling it, the the AEW champion. And Luton, CM Punk lost in three minutes. I, I I watched it back on YouTube and it was at least three minutes. So I feel like there might be some heat between CM Punk and AWBs. Why would they have him losing like three minutes? I don't know. I felt like that was kind of fishy. One thing. It could be. Um, 
what I'm hearing, not to take over your corner, what I'm hearing is, and I want to hear your take, they're going to do what the plan is after the squash match that happened, they're supposedly going to do it at, at all out again, which is their pay-per-view. What do you think of that? No, oh, but CM Punk did look like he was injured, though. Might he might be out again? No, I think, I mean, he might be, but, um, you know, I don't know. He could be. I don't know. I don't know, because after he hit that roundhouse kick, it looked like he was actually hurt. I'll have to look at it and then give you my take, because I didn't see it yet. Um, But he could be hurt, but I do think that, like, he could be out, because All Out is two weeks, right? Or no, it's this it's this Sunday, right? Oh, yeah. Really? Not this Sunday, next Sunday. It's the, it's the Sunday after Clash at the Castle. And so that's gonna do, the way week. it's going to go is going to be Class at the Castles on Saturday, Worlds Collide is Sunday, and All Out is Sunday, too. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I'm going to be watching All Worlds Collide. That will be good. We have NXT that we're going to cover as well. But Carlos, yes, I mean, it was a slow week in, in news, but you brought all the news that there is. Uh, yeah, I mean, CM Punk with AEW, there's a lot happening there. Uh, there's a lot of guys that have been jumping ship, a lot of guys that, uh, you know, have stayed. Um, but yeah, so thank you for that, Carlos. Not really a lot to talk about this week, but uh, that's that for that. Let's go over our draft notes. Uh, Carlos and I last week, if you haven't checked it out, check out in the archives our No, Hold Bar, no Holds Barred episode one uh, special. We did our draft picks where we picked our draft. We each have 15 uh, roster members. And I'm just going to go over quickly where our stats are. So the way we get scored on the draft is Anytime a member of our wa- our roster gets a victory, you get 10 points. So, Carlos, right now, you have 40 points because Liv Morgan defeated Shotzi on SmackDown. That's 10. Lashley and AJ teamed up on Raw and got the win over Ciampa and um, Miz. So, that's 20 extra. So, that's 30 points right now for you. And then Dakota Kai got a win with EO Sky. So that's 40 points for you. For me, surprisingly, I was able to tie with you, Carlos. I got 10 points for Edge. And then I got 10 points for Bailey. 10 points for Kevin Owens because he defeated um, Chad Gable. And Bailey defeated... Uh, oh, yeah, I only have I only have 30 points then because... So a little more you went on to... Yeah, you have 40 because, look, Liv won. Lashley won because he was part of the tag match. AJ Styles won because he was oh, part of the tag match. Not, okay, I, I, but it's a tag team match. Though. Shouldn't that count as one? I don't know. No, don't because know. there are two members of your roster that were put together. They're oh. each member counts. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay. so you have 40. And then uh, the last person was EO Sky, who teamed up with Dakota Kai, and she got 10 points for that. So we both have 40 points, my man. Doing pretty good. Doing yeah, pretty this good. Is exciting. Well, speaking of doing pretty good, Drew McIntyre has had a hell of a year. Uh, he is going to be taking on Roman Reigns at Clash at the Castle. We'll be diving into Clash at the Castle a little bit more on next week's episode. But to celebrate Drew McIntyre, we are going to be talking about the challenger. And I'm going to be giving Carlos some questions about Drew McIntyre. I think he can do this. Are you ready, my friend? I am ready. All right. So. And next week, we'll be doing some Roman Reigns trivia. What? Let's go. Yes. So, for Drew, Carlos, question one. 
what year did Drew McIntyre debut in WWE? Is it A, 2007, B, 2008, or C, 2009? What year did Drew McIntyre debut? I'm probably going to get this one wrong, but I'm going to go with C, 2009. Is that your final answer? Yes. All right. Well, you are incorrect. It was 2007, my friend. Really? Yes. He, uh, wait, are you counting like the time that like they were like probably like, training and stuff before they, you know, I mean, I when you say like debut, and I thought you mean like SmackDown or uh, he debuted in SmackDown 2009. Yeah, he debuted. He debuted on SmackDown. We'll give you that because I kind of worded it wrong. We'll give you that. He joined. Oh, no, wait, WWE. Wait, no, no, no. You said you said sign. So uh, okay, that, yeah, that that that's no, wrong. no, no. I did. I said debut. So you technically have it right. I said last week. I asked about the contract. This week, I just said what year did Drew debut? So you did get that correct. He did debut on SmackDown 2009, but was signed in 2007. But the question was. What year did he debut? So you're what was, what was he doing from 2007 to 2009 then? He was uh, in OVW and then he did some other stuff in Kentucky, I guess. And then he was moved up to the main roster. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. question two How many times has Drew McIntyre been the WWE champion? Is it A, three times, B, two times, or C, four times? I'm going to go with B, two times. You, my friend, are correct. He's a two-time WWE champion, my friend. All right. Number three. You have one more question after this one. Who did Drew McIntyre beat to win his first WWE championship? Did he beat A, Roman Reigns, B, Goldberg, or C, Brock Lesnar? Who did Drew beat to win his first WWE title? C, Brock Lesnar. You are correct. He beat the, the beast. All right. Last one. What match has Drew McIntyre never won? Is it A, the Royal Rumble, B, Hell in a Cell, or C, Money in the Bank? Mm, uh oh. Repeat that one more time. Sure. What match has Drew never won? A the Royal Rumble match, B the Hell in a Cell match, or C the Money in the Bank ladder match? Isn't it B and C? I thought he won a Hell in a Cell match. Well then, maybe this is wrong. Well, I feel like it's I feel like it's B and C. Didn't um, so he lost to Randy Orton right at Hell in a Cell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then he fought. Did he have any other matches there? Let me see. Let's see. I think you're right. So Carlos just dominated this. Well, didn't he beat Bobby Lashley? They had a Hell in a Cell match? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, all right. See, see, see. I think, no, Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank. Whatever. 
you're right. It's uh, you, you technically you're right because Bobby Lashley did beat Drew McIntyre pretty much. Carlos just fucking scored. Well, he he, beat he him got ten. Yes, he got ten million points. Carlos just wins. It's fine. So hey, Lashley really did beat him in that match. He bought. It says Bobby Lashley beat him. It says Bobby Lashley retains beat Drew McIntyre retains title at Hell in a Cell. Huh. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> well, he gets the one. There you go. He takes it. Well, that is it. We had a great episode too. Um, next week we're gonna be talking a lot more about what's to come in the next couple of weeks, which is Flash at the Castle. We're gonna be talking about Raw, giving some Roman Reigns trivia, and a lot more. Thank you, Carlos, for joining me again, my friend. And we will see you with episode three. Stay safe, y'all. Bye. See you, people.